Welcome to my daily dispatch. This is Brad Inman. When I was a kid, my depression era mother used to put water in half filled ketchup, steak sauce, and dish soap bottles. It used to annoy the heck out of me, and I did not know why. The other day, I did it with my dish soap, just intuitively, somehow, and it brought back memories of my mom. I then stopped, I stared out the window, and I smiled. It's time we stopped wasting so much stuff. Today I have with me Margie Grant, CEO of Florida Realtors, and Bob Hale, CEO of the Houston Association of Realtors. These two are on the front lines with tens of thousands of realtor members who have all signs of all, all sorts of concerns and questions. How are you both doing this morning, Margie? We're doing okay. It's a huge shift, however, to not just uh, your everyday life, but to the real estate market. Yeah, let's talk about that in a second. Bob Hale, how are you doing in Houston? Doing fine. Uh, two weeks at home is uh, starting to get to me, but I'm, I'm starting to get used to it as well. Oh, good. Well, hang in there. Um, this is all about kind of being in this together and uh, helping out the Inman readers and listeners. So um, let's do everything we can in the next 20 minutes to uh, really focus on what you all can do, should do with your members. But let's start with, uh, where are you sitting right now, Bob? Are you in an office, home office? What are you? I am, I am in the kitchen. You're in the kitchen. And what are you looking at? I'm looking at uh, some fun artwork Susie and I got in Napa Valley a few years ago of a chef pouring wine and then cooking lunch and then he's dressed in a chair. Okay. So three nice pictures. Yeah. Margie, where are you sitting? I'm on my back deck. Oh, okay. Now I have a cough. I'm going to cough, but it doesn't mean I have any problems. Hold on. <coughs> so you're in the back deck and you're in Florida, right, Margie? Yeah, I'm in Orlando. Okay. Well, say hi to... Is it Mickey Mouse? Is that who's there? <laughs> yeah, Mickey Mouse is closed. Oh, oh, that's sad. Hey, let's get right into it. What I really want to do is dig down with specific examples, not trends, not vague stuff, um, of questions you're getting from your um, members. And let's, let me divide it if you're okay. Uh, one may be your legal hotline and the other may be your tech hotline. But give me some examples of real people asking real questions and you know how realtors are, they love to um, see their name in print or on television. So feel free to use their names if it's not too personal. Uh, Margie, let's start with you. One or two questions you can just, that, that kind of maybe represent some of the larger things you're hearing from your members. The, the by and large, the biggest question was how delays based on the COVID situation was gonna impact a transaction. And delays, what does that mean, delays? Well, a delay in funding, um, a delay in you can't get a final inspection because the county's closed. So, I mean, it could be a delay for any number of reasons. And that was when we started sitting down with the lawyers to put together an addendum for the members to use is the one we finally published has about eight different options of different deadlines that can be extended. But they're really special language. Give me, give me, an, example. <laughs> give me an example of those uh, extensions for fun inspection, funding, what, what would be some of those? That... So um, a lot of uh, title companies aren't necessarily operating right now. So the closing is set for tomorrow and we can't close because the title company is not open. So that would extend the deadline for closing. Um, the deadline to get a mortgage. Um, we've had some, some sort of, uh, I'm just going to say anecdotal 
stories that have come in with regard to certain certain kinds of mortgages that aren't available right now. And so the question yeah. just became is, you know, okay, if that's not going to fund, what happens to the buyer's deposit? So this is the pits for realtors because any delay in a closing means you threaten the transaction. What the heck do you tell people? Um, no one wants to delay a closing. The longer it right. takes to close, the, the greater the odds it will fall out. How do, how do, you, how do you respond to it? Well, it must be a terrible situation for a realtor who is counting on that closing and their customer and getting paid. And now you got to put in extensions. Oh my God, that's the pits. Well, yeah, the good news is, Brad, they're used to extensions. That they can do. What they're more concerned about is making sure we can get somebody into a house. Is we have people who are relocating to Florida for one reason or another, whether it's someone who's coming here to retire or it's someone who's coming here for a job. And let's hope that that job is still there when they get here. Or they're running away from New York City because they're, they're uh -huh. fear. <laughs> so, yeah, this is about, and, and most of the hotels are closed. So there's nowhere for these folks to go. So right. that's the scarier part is, you know, is the seller is the seller's expecting to go somewhere. The buyer's expecting to move in is uh, I think the scariest call I got was from a property manager um, up in the panhandle. And in his particular area, they stopped doing section eight inspections. Well, he has tenants that are approved section eight who are ready wow. to move in and oh because they can't get the final inspection. So, and you know, they're, and they're right probably now. very, they're probably very needy people if they're Absolutely. qualifying for a section. Let's move on. Hold some of that, uh, Margie, because you got some good stuff here. I really appreciate all this insight. Bob, specific questions you're getting. Give me an example, a real question, not a trendy right. question. Probably, <clears throat> probably the number one question we get is we have seven counties that make up our MLS. <clears throat> Pardon me, Brett. And Every one of them has a little bit different stay-at-home order, or not one at all. And so the members are saying, okay, I live in Fort Bend, but I want to show a home in Harris, can I? So it's become a patchwork of all these different jurisdictions. So we have worked on that to keep them up to date, to try to get, we've worked on the ability that real estate is an essential service. And right, so Timmy, exactly, and that's a big controversy in our in our conversation at Inman, is it or is it not? Let's not get into the philosophical stuff. So in this case, you can tell them county by county, is it or is it not essential? Can you can not go out for an open house? Can you show a house? Is that is that what it's coming down to? And then you try to provide all that data. Right, and, information. and, we, and we have, we have uh, stressed, do not do an in-person open house. Do a virtual yep. open house if you have to do that. Now, yeah. We got this, we got this pass to Harris County, which is one of the largest counties in the country where Houston is. Our largest, one of our largest brokers, Mark Winter from Maryland Island that own it, call me, thank me for allowing realtors to be able to service and help their clients. Yep. Find shelter. At the same time, on Facebook, an agent criticized me and HAR for taking this action. So either way you go, somebody's gonna be happy, somebody's gonna be unhappy. Yeah, there's no win in that situation. Bob, let me ask you a personal question. Is this the most challenge you've ever been personally and professionally in your life? It, it's, it's, it's without a question. No question about it. And, you know, you're, um, you're a seasoned veteran like me. What in your life have you drawn on experiences that help you in this situation? You know, not only respond professionally, but get through the day personally. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. The second year I was CEO at HAR, we had a, a chairman of the board who thought he would like to have my job. 
and the way to get my job was to get rid of me. So there was a move to like, like assassinate you at yeah, well, or, or maybe 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 fire me, but uh, second year in the job. And so I learned real quick: you got to develop your friends. You have to prove your work. You have to show the members what you're doing. You have to document it, and you got to build your team. And so that's what we're doing right now. We built our team. We're making tough decisions, and we're yep. documenting yep. every single thing we do. So you're, when you're under siege, you learn from that experience. When you're under siege, you got to act, um, not be defensive, you not you know, you know, not blow up who you are, but just respond and be responsible in your job. Is that what right. I'm hearing? Exactly. And you've done that well, Bob. Margie, let me ask you the person, but anything in your life you've drawn on to deal with what is obviously quite a challenging situation here? Absolutely. I mean, I think professionally, I go back to the BP oil spill when overnight um, the, the phones just stopped ringing. And we had to address that and the fact that, you know, a large percentage of our membership, their businesses were on the line. And the question became is, how do you help? Yeah, that's a great, ex I mean, that must have been really, really challenging. Plus, I've learned being a new Florida resident that um, it's very, um, the hurricane season. I was used to earthquakes in California, but I, I hadn't accustomed myself to, to that entire threat. Let me, let me move on. Let's, okay, we had a big bill past Friday, last Friday, and um, it offers all kinds of benefits to realtors. I assume you all are gearing up so you can help people with certain things. What are some of those, um, you know, Margie, why don't you start? And then Bob, you fill in some blanks. You know, we're real, what realtors can get their hands on now to survive. I mean, we're talking about a market that's freezing in place, whether it's an essential service or not, buyers and sellers, you know, are, are not making a lot of movements here, we're hearing. Uh, absolutely, is one of the, is, it was really interesting with the legal hotline because the calls went from transaction-based to the stimulus. And a lot of the questions came in of, you know, how do I access these funds and how do I access a small business loan? I think a lot of people originally just thought, oh, they were going to go to the SBA and that's where they were going to get their loan. The answer is no, is there, what we're working on now are itemized sort of instructions on how you would actually apply for these funds and when a loan can actually become a grant. And so that way you have an opportunity for reimbursement. But we also have a large number of realtor brokers who have employees, and they're also now grappling with this paid sick leave time for all employers with less than 500 employees. And that, as I understand it, paid sick leave is um, if you have the coronavirus or if you're just... If you have the virus, if you're caring for someone with the virus, or if you have been unable to go to work because you have to care for a child who's not in school. That's the biggie. So care for a child that's not in school doesn't mean you have the virus, doesn't mean there's even a virus in your household. So that gives people a lot of flexibility. So you might want to move your 30-year-old kid back into the house, right? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I hate to make light of these serious situations. So you know what's really great about this is you all now have never been more valuable. And it's, I know both of you. You're totally in service to help people sort out this on the fly really, really quickly, right? Yes. Absolutely. Bob, what are some examples of, of what, I love this moving from the transaction to the $2 trillion. Let's focus on them, because I think that's going to be the subject of the week at, in, at Inman News, trying to explain to our readers all the things that are packed into that, was it 300 page or 130 page? I know there's a three in there. Uh, tell us some of the issues specifically related to that 
that your members are wanting information on and what you're doing to deliver it and give them, yeah, give the yeah. listeners here some, some color. Like we just got from Margie about if you have a child, da, 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 you know, some of the detailed benefits that they could get out of this thing. Well, we're trying to find out right now uh, how brokers can apply for the SBA loans and how agents can apply for unemployment insurance. So I was talking to the staff last night at NAR, their lobby staff about these two things. In this morning, talked to the lobby staff at TR about because the unemployment insurance for agents is going to be determined state by state. So he's going to be contacting Monday the unemployment agency to see what kind of rules. They've all got to come up with rules. So nothing's going to happen overnight. It's going to be a, a slow process. But we're, we're in touch with, with NAR and our state. What else besides business. unemployment and uh, SBA loans, Bob? What are well, well another, another thing that we just came up with was a procedure. What happens if you're in a building, you're, you're, whether it's a, uh, owners or, or uh, tenants, and someone gets the virus, what do you do? What are the procedures? So that's becoming a big What does thing. that mean? So you have, a, you have a tenant that has the virus. You're, you're a property manager, right? Right. What, do you, yeah. what kind of notice do you give to everyone else in that building? Oh, yeah. And you can't can evict you, them. Can, I, I hear you can't well, evict well, them. Well, I mean, the, the question is, can you give the name of the person? Can you say what floor they're on? Can you say what job they had? And the answer is probably no, because of privacy requirements. So th there's so many things we're dealing with that no one ever thought about before. Yeah, that's a really good one. And that's, yeah, that I remember during the, I think it was, again, during, there's so many lessons from the, um, you know, the AIDS crisis in the 80s. And I wrote a lot of stories then about, you know, the requirement you disclose someone died in the house. Well, then you yeah, disclose right. someone had HIV and it brought up all kinds of philosophical and difficult right, complex right, issues right. of privacy. Um, there really is a lot of lessons from, from that period. Um, let me ask you this. What is the mood of your members right now? Is there a sense of, I'm sure it's all over the map, but um, Margie, start with you. Desperation, fear, all the above, like each of us individually. Any any insight to, you know, what what the mood is out there? So we are. I, I'm definitely seeing um, the entire spectrum. Is we're trying really hard to make sure that people focus on facts and not fear. Is when you are looking at the next three months and thinking that you know your book of business is going to dry up completely. That's terrifying. But on the other side of that coin is it could be terrifying to go to the grocery store. I mean, you know, the, the average you know, realtor could possibly fall into the demographic that is higher risk simply because of their age. So we certainly hope that their first concern is their health and well-being. But I also have to say is I'm always amazed at how resilient realtors are. Our tech helpline saw a humongous shift in the uh, questions that they were being asked. And you know, the tech analysts on my team are all a bunch of young guys. And so up and until literally probably last Monday, a lot of them had never heard of Zoom. So they all scrambled and learned it. And now they can tell the realtors, look, this is the best web camera you can use. This is the best you know, system that you can use Zoom on because Zoom has become the go-to. I presume yeah. it's because it's you know, free of charge right now. Um, that's not gonna last forever, I assume. But at the same time is when I watch, you know, a bunch of, you know, between 27 and 32 year old guys who are running around doing everything they can to learn Zoom. It's because the members are saying, okay, I'll work from home and I'll find a way to do this. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of these virtual viewing parties. Bob, I bet that's the real, and you two are progressive and you're with it. And 
for a message to all the associations and MLSs, oh my God, there's so many, um, almost as many counties as there are. <laughs> the, the message here is respond to your members, right? Uh, be present. Um, you know, I, I read I read yesterday about a, a health company or a hospital in New York where the executives fled fled to Palm Beach and their hospitals on the firing line in New York. I mean, this is not the time to detach. You got to face this problem head on. You got to be there for your members. I assume you have to listen to them. Um, this is time to get rid of all the over affectation, all the BS, and just really deliver. And what's and the Brad, message to the, Brad, to the executive? You, you got to be proactive and you've got to be open-minded and you got to be open to new ways of doing business. Not the way we did it yesterday. And, there you, and, go. you know, in the, in, in the old days, and I've talked two weeks ago, we never used Zoom except for a few trainings. Now our entire board of directors meets on it. Our staff meets on it. Members are showing houses on it. it it's, it's the new way. And we have to adopt all these new ways because the old ways won't work anymore. In yeah. person is not going to work. Well, and Mark, Brad, you know, yeah. Yeah, Brad, he's exactly right. I mean, if you even just look you know, to the associations out there, you is do, don't hesitate to transition your staff to work from home. Is the technology can handle it, and there are experts out there that can help you. Is we were able to transition a hundred and you know hundred plus employees to work remotely almost overnight, yeah, and it just well, comes they, down to just paying attention. It's like, are you going to put those people? Uh, out of the line of fire or not you know it's a really easy yeah. decision i think i was shocked that people didn't think about it just i think 10 days ago i called bob hale two weeks and i said bob, bob are all the all your staff working from home and he said no and i said bob get on it and next day he had everybody working from home not because of yes, me, sir, I know general. <laughs> no i just this is so simple uh this part of it the, the hard part now is getting these people through the what i call the deep freeze Bob, any last, and Margaret, any last words yeah. of wisdom? And keep it yeah. short and I, sweet and to the point. Yeah. I, I'd just like to say, I read an article in the Wall Street Journal yesterday about the CEO of HP, how he is going to reinvent the company now to do basically two things. Develop 3D printers that produce every kind of, of, of product the hospital needs to serve its patients. And two, to create every kind of product to help people that work from home. This is an opportunity for the industry to reinvent itself and Great to point. be much better after all this is over. I think we will be, Bob. You nailed it there. Margie, one last word to our listeners, Inman readers out there. Tell them, what, tell them whatever you want. Well, first of all is the Sunshine State is still open for business and that you can buy property online and we welcome you to come on and look at all these virtual tours. Um, I love it. I will tell you that uh, you, throughout the state, I do get those good calls of, hey, I just had a closing. And the fact that they can do all of this online is just, it's absolutely, it's, it's remarkable. And I could not be prouder of the industry that I work for. Hey, you two are fantastic. And just for my listening audience, um, I called them about two hours ago and said, would you do this? And they both said, sure. And uh, the beauty is right now, people are accessible. 
uh, they're not running around town in a bunch of frivolous meetings. They're all sitting at home focused on solutions, but these two more than anybody. So thank you, Bob Hale, and thank you, Margie. And uh, and by the way, gang, I am pronouncing Margie's name properly. Uh, thank I love you. That. I love that name. It's not Margie. It's not Margaret. It's Margie. And uh, you're the best. And you know who's the best? It's the Inman readers and listeners, all the people in Inmanville who I love to death. This is Brad Inman checking out. <laughs>